today we'll be discussing force assimilation between the eastern and the western hemisphere my name is Mita and my co-host name is Matthew so force assimilation let's start by discussing force assimilation in the Sami among the Sami group so the Sami people are semi-nomadic people that live by moving their reindeer and live in a tent called as Levu. so Bef in 1905, after the Norway gained their independence from the from Sweden, they began a process called a new policy, uh, a process called a Norwegianization that that was aimed to discourage the Sami people from speaking their traditional language or practicing their traditional way of life. As I'm thinking, that is that the same that happened in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, it was actually happening in Canada and happening a little earlier than that. The main way that Canada was assimilating or trying to assimilate these indigenous people was through a system of boarding schools that started up in the mid-19th century, so the mid-1800s, right? And these boarding schools, the last one didn't close until 1996, which is less than 30 years ago, which I think is just a really interesting thing to note, that this is like something that is recent and something that the people who were affected by this are very much still alive. But um, these boarding schools opened up and children as young as three were sort of taken and forcefully entered into these boarding schools. Um, Canadian cops would come and take these children and if parents tried to resist or tried to keep their children with them, they could often even be jailed for refusing. And these boarding schools, um, which sounds similar to how it was done in Norway, these boarding schools were sort of designed to crush the culture of the people involved and um, sort of multiple methods were used in these schools to stop these children from inheriting the culture of their parents and inheriting their indigenous culture, uh, which sounds a lot like how the um, Sami people would have, uh, what the Sami people would have experienced as well. Yes, as we also see the same similarity between Eastern and Western Hemisphere. The, in the Eastern Hemisphere, the Sami children was also sent to boarding school where they attended the only Norwegian school where they were banned from speaking their language mm -hmm. and practice their traditional way of life. And this resulted to a loss of traditional knowledge as well as a decline of use of the Sami language as well as custom. So by doing that, the, the suppression led to a sense of shame and embarrassment among many Sami because the, 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 the parents of, of the children weren't, the parent weren't able to pass down the, their traditional way of life to, the, to their children. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how it was in Canada as well. Um, children in these Canadian boarding schools they were often beat or abused if they spoke their own language. Um, they often had to abandon a lot of other aspects of their sort of traditional indigenous life. Um, children with long hair, especially boys with long hair, which is very common amongst indigenous communities, often had to cut or shave their hair. Um, they were beat if they practiced any aspects of their culture, such as like music or dance along with their language. And it's, really you know hard to talk about but even if they didn't do these things they were often beaten abused including sexual abuse um their leona wolf is a woman who actually lived through these schools 
And she recounts multiple instances of these Catholic priests that ran these schools sexually abusing the young girls there. And so I think sort of the most important thing to realize about these schools was that they were sort of built on cruelty, at least in Canada. If anyone's familiar with the um, Carlisle Industrial School in the United States, which was a very similar boarding school in which Native children were taken and sort of forced to abandon their culture, um, that was sort of the blueprint that these Canadian schools used. And the Carlisle Industrial School had its own very infamous slogan of kill the Indian to save the man. And just to really see how similar they are, these Canadian schools had a similar motto of kill the Indian in the child. So it is sort of like you said, right? How you mentioned that when these children were taken, there was no one for this culture to be passed down to. That was very much the intent of these schools as well, where it was to take these children away from where they could inherit their own traditional culture and then to very forcefully and very cruelly sort of remove the culture that they had inherited from them at a young age. Yes, as we see between the Eastern and Western Hemisphere, forced assimilation has really affected them and its family children has also experienced child abuse as well like neglect and isolation while attending the boarding school. And also the boarding school was also uh, too far away from their village where they used mm -hmm. to live. So they weren't able to go back to, uh, to their village or to, to see their parents. So even like when they got out, they weren't able to go home? No. So politically, uh, the Sami people also struggle with self-determination because, because, the, because they live by fishing and reindeer herding. And when say by fishing, they fish a whale. Well, they used to do whale hunting, and and it sounds like um, the way you've talked about the Norwegian government sort of destroying their way of life, and then bringing up whale hunting. I'm wondering, did they sort of hinder the Sami people or stop them from hunting whale even, like beyond just yeah the, the yeah the Norwegian uh, government banned the the whale hunting because the Sami people couldn't live without it because it is their way of life. Mm -hmm. And this was something really important for the Sami people. And also this was accompanied by a lack of recognition and of the Sami people as well as distinct as well as distinct people with their own right and need. So and also the Sami people the Norwegian government has also claimed the land that the Sami people use for reindeer head and other traditional purpose, which led to a conflict between both of them. And the Sami people have had to fight for their land recognition and land rights. Mm -hmm. I know the Canadian government has done something similar, particularly with land, where um, for the purposes of resource extraction or expansion of like the like typical Canadian population, um, native and indigenous people can be relocated. Yes, yes. And these relocations honestly seem to have a lot in common with the banning of whaling and that sort of thing that it, uh, the Sami people experienced in Norway. Um, these relocations can often totally change the environment that these people are living in. Um, I know we've talked about examples of people being relocated from freshwater lakes where they've lived for you know, multiple generations to coastal systems and coastal areas. And you know, these coastal areas have totally different fish and animals and wildlife that 
um, these indigenous people then have to sort of adapt to living off of in a way that they shouldn't have to. Um, you know, their entire way of life before was based on living off of these freshwater environments. And so to have to suddenly change the environment you're living off of just totally uproots your way of life in a very similar sounding way to what you're talking about with the banning of whaling. Yeah. A relocation also has affected the Sami people because they were being sent to, as you said, to a new land where they weren't familiar with the environment. Mm -hmm. and, and this has disrupted their way of life and culture, resulting to a loss of traditional land and livelihood and cultural practice. So as we're saying, the consequences of the forced assimilation, mm -hmm. it did the... Canadian government has done anything to make up for their mistake? Or? Yeah, the Canadian government has definitely started sort of trying at least, I don't know if rectify or saying that they're trying to write it, because it's not really something that you can, yeah, you can like rectify now that it's happened, right? But um, the main thing that the Canadian government has done is established the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which that is, you know, a group that is that is part of the national government that is funded by the national government that has really two goals um, the main goal of the truth and reconciliation commission is to actively try and share the stories of and abuses committed by um, the policies that the canadian government had enacted when they were trying to assimilate these groups right um, and it's very important that they do this now more than ever um, I don't know if you ever saw in the news, but in 2021, mass graves at some of these boarding schools had been found, and it's estimated that at least 4,100 children died as a result of their treatment in these schools. And so it's more important now than ever that the Canadian government is intentional about sort of sharing these stories. Um, and then the other goal of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and of the government now is to sort of fund efforts to restore and preserve the culture that they had been trying to eradicate. So funding efforts to teach the languages that they had banned in these schools and to teach the music and dances and other cultural traditions that they had been trying less than a century ago to eradicate from their country. Um, is Norway doing anything you yes. know, similar? Yes, Norway, the Norwegian government has also, is also doing the same thing. Because politically, the Norwegianization has really affected the Sami way of life. So in 1989, uh, the Sami people established a Sami parliament, which was to represent the Sami people's interests. So this parliament was aimed to make sure the decision and matter related to the Sami language and culture was being preserved. And they also have had like a seat in the Norwegian uh, in the Norwegian parliament. Okay. Yeah, and this was to also to preserve their way of life because they, the Norwegian government, when they started the Norwegianization, they banned the whale hunting, which was something that really affected the Sami people because they are really used to uh, fishing, hunting whales. That is really part of their way of life. So they've got a sort of seat in the parliament now to make sure policies make sure, like yeah, that don't... Yeah, sure doesn't affect them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So and also because of the conflict over the ownership of the Sami land, a new policy was passed down in 2005 called the Finnmark, the Finnmark Act in Norway, 
which was to provide the land and white to this the land and white and resource to the Sami people and protect their interests. Okay, so it sounds like the Norwegian government is even taking steps to sort of ensure the land rights of these people, which in my research, I've not seen much about the Canadian government doing the same. Um, granted, my research did focus largely on these boarding schools, so it is possible that that's happening. Um, but either way, it's it's you know very important that we're seeing these governments, both the Norwegian government and the Canadian government, sort of take the initiative to sort of make these steps and make amends for what they've done, even if they can't, you know, undo it. Yeah. It's very important that we're still seeing them sort of try and make these amends. Yeah, and also the Norwegian, the Norwegian government has started by doing a public apologies and formal recognition of the harm they have caused on the Sami people by funding for research and education purpose. And for education purpose, they started by hiring a Sami a Sami individual so that they can like teach uh, the Sami way of life to their to the children that have been victim of normalization and by teaching the way of life so that they can pass down their traditional way of life to those children. And hopefully we can see them both government from Canadian and the Norwegian a government taking mm -hmm. more initiative to maybe not trying to undo but trying to preserve more their the indigenous uh, traditional way of life. Yeah, it sounds like taking steps to specifically let this culture that they had originally tried to eradicate flourish yeah. and try and restore the culture to the degree, uh, to the highest degree that they can and then preserve that culture once it is restored definitely is sort of the necessary next step. And yeah, and this will conclude our podcast and thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Yeah.